0: Welcome back to another episode of That Girl with the Curls, which is me, Sam! Yay! Uh, yeah, welcome back! I uh, hope you had uh, a lot of fun listening to the Star Wars episode, which was the previous episode, uh, 48, I believe, which would make this 49, and uh, my guest this time is Jackie Cation, who is a very popular and very funny and awesome uh, comic from LA, uh, she has her own podcast called The Dork Forest, which we talk about a little bit in this one. It, it actually it felt like this was more uh, more her style uh, of uh, of a podcast, where it was just like random conversation, you know, just jumping, 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 um, which is great. I love that. Uh, not that all the podcasts have a particular thorough line, but you know, it's generally more interview style. This this is much more conversationally. I try to ask some questions that are a bit more like, hey, let's try to make this into a regular interview. I don't know. Uh, there's no rhyme or reason to how these podcasts are structured, so why bother trying to uh, figure it out? Uh, But anyway, Jackie is amazing and awesome, and I've been a fan of her podcast for a long time, Uh, probably since about 2011 when I started listening to podcasts. Uh, Hers was one of the very first, and she was one of the first to start podcasting back in 2006. So if you ever wanted to go through the back catalog of the Dork Forest, you have a lot of stuff to get through, just letting you know. Um, we talked about uh, a lot of stuff, actually, in this one. Uh, we, we devoted a general portion to uh, Hamilton, the musical, which I will not you know, stop talking about. I am trying to actually put together a podcast where it's me and a few friends who all love The soundtrack, because many of us will not be able to see uh, the the musical, the Broadway musical. So uh, I'm going to keep bringing it up uh, when people will entertain that fact, and uh, you'll have to listen to it if you feel like it. Uh, But yeah, so we talk about Hamilton, we talk about podcasting in general, we talk about history and comics and all kinds of stuff. It was great. The hour flew by so fast, and uh, Jackie like I said, she's amazing. She's awesome. I love her. Um, in a platonic way, I'm just saying. Uh, but, uh, please, uh, go to, uh, Jackie's website and check out all of her, uh, tour dates and everything. I think as, at the time of this recording, she had just, uh, been in Seattle to do a show, uh, opening for the Double Clicks, but, uh, she's got dates up on her uh, on her website. And uh, it's always during the months of November and December when Jackie asks people to donate to food banks, or at least call them up and see what they would need uh, to, to give back to others. So I would also encourage that same thing. Uh, you know, you can donate to podcasts when you feel like it if you want to support them. Um, but I, I really feel just like she does during the holiday season, it's important that we try and take care of our own and our own being humanity in general. So um Please uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy Jackie Cation on That Girl with the Girls. There we go! Yay!
1: Alright!
0: How am I coming through? <laughs> totally good. Excellent. You as well, and I, I love your little icon on uh, Skype. Yeah,
2: it was <laughs> a short-lived idea that there would be a video game based on the Dork Forest, and that was the little Navy character.
0: Oh, it's so cool! <laughs> it
2: would've <have> been great. <laughs>
0: so I just kept the art. <laughs> yeah, isn't that just the way it goes? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I have this great idea! Wow, well, it only got past stage 5 or so. <laughs> It's like stage one if we're being lucky here. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So what will we do? What what what's gonna happen? Um, it's just a basic like a uh, one hour little uh talk chat, anything. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, very Perfect. very similar to Dork Forest. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, Let's yeah. do it. Excellent. Well I'm i re- I'm recording now, so we're technically doing it. Uh it's <laughs> happening. It is. <laughs> I, I I kind of I- subscribe to the Chris Hardwick method of don't tell them and then just surprise
2: right let the games begin exactly you know, the dork forest it's uh, because I say it's a safe space I have to announce consistent I'm like we are recording stop badmouthing
0: <laughs> Abraham Lincoln or whoever you don't like oh my god who's who's badmouthing Abraham Lincoln it seems unlikely doesn't it it so, does but I'm sure there's historians out there who'd be like oh fuck that guy that guy <laughs>
2: ever remember hearing about Abraham Lincoln was that he um, he got a message from, from the Frontier mm-hmm. and they were like, hey, we're having a lot of uh, Indian problems, a lot of, a lot of uprisings. And Abraham Lincoln, I guess, wrote back, I don't have time for this, I'm in a civil war, <laughs> just kill them. And you're like,
0: wow, you are not the hero of that story. Abraham harsh. Lincoln. That's some harsh and, policies from uh, old Honest Abe there. I
2: mean, yeah, <laughs> and, never surprising
0: well and <laughs> I, I um i actually so i studied history in college um i american? yep american history actually specialized in the revolution through to uh, up to about the civil war nice yeah so like i mean like my latest obsession right now has been uh hamilton the hamilton. yes yes oh uh, my god <laughs> <laughs> i've been listening to that like non-stop like it I'm I'm listening to podcasts, but I'm not really listening to podcasts. I'm just hearing, you know, like I'm not giving away my shot. My shot. <laughs> <laughs>
2: throwing away my shot. Exactly. It's yeah, like I know it. it's so good. And here's the thing: is all I knew about Hamilton previously was from Aaron Burr's. How can there be someone at my door? How, <laughs> how can it be
1: Samantha? I don't know.
2: Well, you're about to meet somebody. Woo-hoo! Hello? Uh-oh. I can't do it. I'm actually on a, on a work call. So, But good luck. I wish you the best. It was a young man uh, selling candy bars. Two, <laughs> two days after
0: Halloween. Ed,
2: you're not great. It's like, it's you
0: not- might want to rethink the strategy next time. <laughs> yeah, they might, you might want to go October 1st. Mm-hmm. To, uh, yeah. whatever. Get a leg up on that. It's, a, it's not a good business model that you're, you're showing right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> like, "Hey, you want to support this uh, T-ball team that you're on? You better sell some candy." <laughs> I'm very
2: sorry that whoever the adults are who sent you out here didn't know. <laughs> anyway, so Hamilton's great, but get this: so Hamilton leads me to Sarah Vowell's book uh, about Lafayette. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I um,
2: uh, I'm listening to that right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't. Um, I was gonna read it su- like before uh, she she came to Seattle and was doing, like, this talk about it, and I couldn't go to the show, and then I couldn't get a hold of the book, so I'm like, ah, I'm the worst at this right now. (laughs) Audible!
2: Audible! It's, uh, I made my brother buy it, because I share my brother's, uh, one of my brother's Audible account. Oh, okay. So I was like, why don't you buy that? And then he listened to it. He hates a a book, because he listens to books, because he drives a lot, Mm -hmm. the salesman, and he's like, it's only eight hours. That's not enough. (laughs) And I said, well
0: uh it's it's not that long of a book sorry <laughs> right it's uh it's it's
2: you know he likes a 24 hour or oh week. and but he said that was great it kind of makes me want to get into history and i said well i put uh two other books on your wish list mm-hmm. in audible and one of them is the david mccullough mccullough pulitzer oh. 1776 book. oh yeah yeah mm-hmm and which i have not read or listened to but i but david keckner told me that it's great and the
0: author reads it and it's really great oh not yeah um was it uh yeah cuz uh, his uh, his john adams book is what they based the mini series on for hbo oh, wow. yeah well, yeah uh, da- uh keckner said that
2: um Seventeen seventy six was great, and the Wright brothers. I don't know if he read the
0: Adams book. Okay, yeah, Adams is a Adams is an, is an interesting guy. Uh, In I Hamilton, ha- he's a very interesting. guy. Oh my God! There's a video on YouTube actually of uh, Lin Manuel Miranda actually doing a cut rap of uh, for yeah, John. Hitch- I've seen that. Yeah, it's so good. I'm like, oh. There's a rabbit hole. Oh, my God. Just anything, like, um, history-oriented like that, especially when the American Revolution, I get super excited about because there's very little of it. <laughs> Man, I'm,
2: so the Sarah Vowell has, like, this, this, you know, a half a chapter dedicated to Valley Forge.
0: Mm-hmm. As you should. And-
2: I forgot about Valley. I mean, you know, you hear it's a knee jerk reaction, you're like, oh yeah, Valley Forge, blood, bloody footsteps in the snow. Yeah, yeah. And and that's all you got. So, you know, she starts reading these letters from Lafayette, and George Washington and all these people and you're like and then the whole and then, and then she quotes her sources on how it was like a failure of bureaucracy. There were there were plenty of supplies, mm-hmm. but there was no Wagons and no drivers to take the supplies to them.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: uh, Uh, There's no way that you could not have gotten a dozen guys without (laughs) shoes if you told them, hey, there are supplies. It's a couple hundred miles away. Send Henry Knox. (laughs) That guy brought, he brought cannons from Ticonderoga. It's not like that guy doesn't know how to lift crap. It's
0: like, man, if only we had some people who were available to just bring them.
2: Yeah, instead of the ones that are just standing around dying they don't have any shirts on, and it's the middle of winter in, Cal- in,
0: in New York. Uh, anyway. No, it's it's one of those uh, it's the era of history that, because I used to be like really big into the Civil War, and then I switched at some point. I don't remember when. But it was. it's one of those eras where I'm like, it could have gone wrong so many ways. <laughs> like- right, it
2: was clearly dropped the ball too and the french were
0: there as well yeah like how much we owe the french in this and then we're like those surrender monkeys like what they like they literally are the reason
2: i i genuinely dislike all that anti-french stuff Mm -hmm. and uh traditionally sarah vall has made some cracks about (laughs) the france i think she spent some time in france so
0: feels kind of justified and Mm -hmm. she's (laughs) People have been rude to her? <laughs> I uh my cousin went to to went to France but uh, like maybe a year before I did. I was on a tour or whatever. And he was just like, "Man, they're so, you know, they're they're just jerks and blah blah blah." blah. And I'm like, "Well, Mike, you know, some people don't um they don't get antagonistic towards, you know, others immediately like you do." So Yeah, maybe
2: you lit them up. Yes. Yeah, exactly. uh, who knows? I don't
0: know. They were very nice to me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I assume that they're in the tourist industry, so they're irritable anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever worked in the tourist industry. I worked people with people are horrible. I, not so much the tourists, but I worked in retail, so I think it's 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 yes, up there. Very
2: comparable. Very exactly. Comparable. exactly. Everyone knows that people. And today at Target, mm. I lost my tiny lizard mind with this poor woman <laughs> making eight bucks an hour at a Target in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I, I said. I'm not not happy. (laughs) She was like, I'm so sorry. And I didn't want to hear that she was sorry because she didn't didn't sound sorry. (laughs) Nobody sounded sorry enough. So then finally I I came to. I came out of the fog of rude.
0: Mm hmm course, I had to apologize. Oh, isn't that the worst? worst. No. It is the worst. I've done that here at, at my apartment complex because they—they've done some things where I'm just like, "You're making me so angry with your incompetence," and then it turns out maybe I was kind of in the wrong on it. <laughs> oh,
2: that, that. <laughs> yeah. Said, it was I. I there's nothing. What did, uh, I? I lost my temper one time in front of uh, my husband.
1: We're mm-hmm.
2: early married. And, uh, and I told this guy to fuck off and, uh, Andy just
1: looked at me and he goes, apologize. Oh, and I was like, there's nothing worse than being treated
2: like a child when you are acting like a child. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so then I had to apologize, which I would have apologized anyway, but he was like, I'm so sorry. That was a little snappish. Yeah. And, uh, what I do like about being married to him is that we're super polite.
0: Oh, that's good. That's awesome. It's a good fallback. People say, what's the secret of a long relationship? And I would say, courtesy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, trying so, to treat the person you're married to or living with like you would a stranger. Like Some, some form of civility is often a, a, a good one.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> often overlooked. <Yes>. And it uh, <laughs> cannot, underest- cannot be overestimated. Exactly. What I say. <laughs> so, whatever.
0: Well, uh, well, no, I'm, I'm glad that you, like, I've been trying to find people to talk about Hamilton with because I am, I am very alone in, it's a very, it's a very kind of niche thing to a certain degree because it's a Broadway musical, which I don't have a lot of friends who are into those, and then right. it's American history, which is also a lot harder because all of my history friends are much more European-based. <laughs> like, oh, right. It's like, uh, even amongst I- history majors, amongst my brood, it's just kind of like, guys, somebody! <laughs> like, Well, and it's weird because
2: I, um, in college I studied poli sci, Mm -hmm. but it could have been history because, uh, what I, I was, I believe three years into college and the, and they called me into the guidance uh, counselor said, you have to pick a major. Okay. (laughs) And I said, well, what does it look like? And he said, you have one more credit in poli sci than in history. And I said, well, then I am a poli-sci major, <laughs> uh, I have one more credit closer to graduating from this uh, lovely institution of higher learning. <laughs> um, but, I, but I didn't study U.S. history. I studied uh, uh, Greek and Roman, because yeah. for a short time, I was going to be a classics major. Mm-hmm. And then I realized you had to take ancient Greek, and it was already <laughs> terrible at Latin. And I thought, why
0: start? Yeah, it's like, this is just a fool's errand here. It's just not going to (laughs) happen. Why don't I shoot myself in the foot and then never get out of college? And then just curse in ancient Greek, and they're like, she learned something. Yay, diploma. I just, I I think I like the idea more. You know how you Mm -hmm.
2: want to, I I like the idea of being super smart and super (laughs) informed more than actually doing
0: the work super informed. I, I completely agree with that. <laughs> like, I used to, uh, at my grandparents' house, I would sit there with um, just, like, dictionaries of facts. Like, I would just right. read through them, because my grandfather uh, always had tons of them, because he did all the um, the crossword puzzles and everything. So he just oh. n- knew random stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and we would watch, like, Jeopardy together, so I just, like, started accumulating knowledge just to be able to, like, impress my grandfather at Jeopardy. Yeah,
2: yeah. That's... that's, that's, There are worse things. And, you know, uh, I've been working on this new bit about how... um, and you and you don't have any friends even if you have friends sometimes you think you don't have any friends uh-huh yeah uh, for a long time I I didn't have any friends and there was nothing to be done about it but uh until you and but the um it all came to a head when I was 14 and I was doing laps around this track around the track mm-hmm. and uh and I was reading while I was doing laps okay a book and uh and I was working on the bit and my friend Maria goes, "Please tell the people what book you are reading. I need to know what book are you reading as you're doing laps for basketball." And uh, and I thought back on it, and one of one of the I read a lot of because you mentioned the Civil War. I used to read. I was entirely into the Civil War mm-hmm. in junior high, and um, and one of my favorite nonfiction books was this book of just random facts. It was they were short, one page, two page essays. Uh, It was called The Bravest Teenage
0: Yanks. Okay. And it was a
2: a young adult nonfiction book about uh, soldiers under the age of 20 who had won the Medal of Honor in the Civil War on the Union side. Okay, And so, like, Arthur MacArthur, Douglas MacArthur's dad,
0: uh, had won... Uh, a
2: Medal of Honor for... He was, he was a lieutenant. He was leading his troops in Missionary Ridge. They had to retreat. And he went back for
0: their colors, and he got a Medal of Honor for that. Nice. Well done. And, uh, it doesn't seem enough.
2: The, the, uh, not to be critical. <laughs> I, think, I think I want a little more activity. I want
0: more. It's like, well, then he saved a bunch of babies from a burning building. He- there you go. I and he re- tree and got a kick Exactly. And then he rescued a three-legged dog on the way. So, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Gotta learn to embellish here and there. <laughs> exactly. That's history. It reminds me of that, um, was it, Greg Giraldo had this great bit, because, um, I mean, w- one of the things that really uh, drew me to not only your podcast, but just your comedy in general, is that I remember watching your stand-up special on Comedy Central. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah uh this is probably like in the i want to say mid uh, mid to late nineties something like that when you were wearing like the the leather outfit
2: that was uh, two thousand three i've never been a very
0: fashionista. was it two thousand and three it was two thousand three and uh that material was from the late nineties okay maybe that's where I'm
2: it all <laughs> because mixed up. Uh, so that's what you do on your first comedy special. You do the old tried and true. <laughs> actually, every time you're on television, it's not like you're working on new stuff.
0: <laughs> I apologize for making it older than it than it actually was. Oh no, it's plenty old. <laughs> it could easily. Well, I just remember because yours and Greg Giraldo's, uh, Greg Proops's first one. Um, I th- uh, there were a few other ones like Ted Alexandro. Um, like they were on constant rerun because they didn't have as many specials at that time. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so I watched yours and especially, uh, Geraldo's a lot. And he had the bit about civil war soldiers and their letters versus Gulf war soldiers. <laughs> oh, my, talk about 2003. oh my God. Oh, maybe it was, oh, maybe it was the nineties Gulf war. Yeah. Um, I just remember the juxtaposition of it, because he did such a good job of, like, the, the the Civil War soldiers, like, 15, 16-year-old boys, basically, with, like, this eloquent language and everything, like, my dearest Hannah, you know, that kind of stuff. And he's like, you know, put that up against a, uh... Oh, right! Yeah! I remember that bit. Oh, it's such a good bit.
2: <laughs> like, yeah, that's right. You know, they were just like, man, I miss you, I wish we could do it. Yeah, exactly, like, <laughs> dear Marie. Wait, wait <laughs> it's like...
0: <laughs> like, what did I want to ask you? <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. no, uh, I don't know where I was going with that. But
2: anyway. <laughs> right. But the reason it drew you, because you, you liked uh, the Civil War bit, because I had a Civil War reenactment bit. Oh, you that did. That, that actually was the basis of the Dork Forest. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was, uh, the bit was something about... How far into the dork forest would I go to where I wouldn't hang out with anybody anymore? And it was right before the war reenactment guys. <laughs> and uh, and then and then I did a bit about how I used to hang out with a lot of war reenactment guys. Did you? And then I had to stop uh, because they were uh, they, they got a little obsessive. And so that I mean there, there were jokes involved. I can't remember. I remember it okay. was a long time ago. <laughs> No, you need to
0: recall it right now, Jackie. It's just really important. Jump, jump, French monkey. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the especially with the with the Dork forest and everything, because you're kind of you're kind of a, you were one of the first adopters of the podcast situation. Yeah, uh, it's like I think it's you and uh, Jimmy Pardo. Three
2: months. The bastard beat me by
0: three months. <laughs> three months. There we go. <laughs> I don't so,
2: think it is a point of contention, but
0: uh, guess what? Only to me. He's unmoved. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure not he's just like, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, mostly because he won. When they're writing the history of podcasting, which they will do in great length at some point. <laughs> Any minute now. Oh, yes. And it will be self-published. Exactly. It'll be a podcast about the history of podcasting. <laughs> because oh, we're just God. going to, like, do an Ouroboros situation. I would not be
2: surprised if that already
0: Oh, I'm sure there is. There's something that I, actually I really wanted to be like a Ken Burns documentary kind of thing. Oh, the,
2: well, you, have you heard about earbuds? Yeah, the
0: documentary. I, yeah, I listen to a comedy film nerd, so I'm I'm aware of it.
2: Yeah, they they they, they, they did a, a screening. It's it's it needs to be color corrected and a final edit, I guess. Mm-hmm. But they're very close. I'm told to being able to print the damn thing and send it to all the <laughs> Kickstarter people. <laughs> It was, uh, I didn't get to see it, because I got in a car accident the night of the LA Podcast Festival. Oh, no. And, uh, yeah, no one was hurt, everyone fine. Good. But I totaled, uh, my car and the car I hit, uh, supposedly all my fault, we don't know. hmm Uh, but according to the guy I hit, it was all my fault. Oh, not well. surprised, not hugely surprised that he would think that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but,
0: uh, <laughs> we'll never know.
2: No oh, Anyway. That's um, for the
0: insurance people to find out. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's that's between them and their god. And, um, <laughs> but the uh, yeah, the, the uh, but they they aired it on the Sunday morning of the LA Podcast Festival. Mm-hmm. They showed a, uh, they showed it, and uh, it's supposed to be great. And it is sort of a history of podcasting and a history, kind of more of like
0: podcast listeners. Yeah, it uh, from, Isn't what, neat? from what from when I yeah from what I've heard when when Chris and Graham uh, are describing it on the on the podcast and everything. So it's like, man, this, this sounds like it is much more about like how it, in the way Graham would, uh, he described it sometimes Graham Elwood, for those who don't know um, it, you know, it's just very much about uh, how podcasts have become kind of part of uh, a little bit of a cultural phenomenon in, in a weird way. And then how we're connected through podcasts to other people.
2: Yeah. And it's real nichey, and it's not, it's, it's not, you know, there's seven billion people on the planet, and there might be what seven million people listening to podcasts.
0: Possibly. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah.
2: Those numbers, by the
0: way, completely arbitrary. Well, you know, you heard it here first, folks. Dedication, <laughs> statistician. Weeping generalization. You know, I'm just saying that in all of human history, there's never been quite a situation like this before. It's so. a beautiful moment. I remember I used to um, grade papers in college. I was a, a graduate assistant. And you would get those, like, sweeping generalizations in the f- opening paragraphs. Of, like, as we all know in all the course <laughs> of human history, like, oh, God, stop it. Stop it now.
2: I take it you didn't read a lot of the book. As yeah. we all know, because that's how I would start mine. <laughs>
0: it's like the long sweeping time in memoriam, blah, blah, blah. It's like, right. Jesus Christ. six $4 words so <laughs> that I can hide the fact that I don't actually know how to spell the word Gandhi. <laughs> oh man, when they had to write about slavery, like, some of, uh, I had to have some long talks with them about what were appropriate words to use holy hell oh I god bet. they uh there's a whole that. thing about, like, quoting and citation that they were just not aware of <laughs> right, you can't just, oh my gosh I saw a kid last night
2: um, young, a very young comic, he uh, had a lot of potential, I can't remember his name nice enough kid, uh but he was, he was doing this stuff about racism, and he's a black kid. He was raised in uh, China Lake, California, which is I guess one of the most racist towns in America. It has a dubious uh, honor of such a thing.
0: <laughs> it's a great awards he, he
2: was like an art, and it's, uh, it's a lot of military kids just because it's, there's a, a military base right by there. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was just telling this nightmare story of the first day of, of, of class. And He goes home and he tells his mom what a kid called him, and he thought it was flattering.
1: Mm. (laughs) And
2: his mom was like, no, you have to tell that kid that that's not okay. And so he confronted the kid the next day, and then the kid called him an N-word. So it didn't get any better. (laughs) It got uh, horribly worse, but uh, then he actually knew that that kid was gonna be his friend
0: yeah it's it, i think um, sometimes it's good to have that that for a, a kind of a litmus test like okay um this is just never gonna happen like right here <laughs> yeah i'll tell
2: you i just did an episode uh I, th- I think it just aired a couple of weeks ago uh was with D- Dwayne perkins a very
1: mm-hmm.
2: funny uh black comic and his dorkdom for the dork forest was jay-z oh okay and i didn't, i know that he is a rep Uh, producer and and person, (laughs) and uh, and that is all, uh, because my my musical knowledge is minimal,
1: Mm -hmm. and
2: all all genres, I am equal opportunity, I could give a damn, I don't know who Taylor Swift is, I don't know who Jay-Z is, Uh, you want to talk to me about Huey Lewis and the News, I have a small amount of information because I think they did some movie soundtracks. One or two. And, uh, so, um, but at one point we were discussing, you know, some of the horrible things that are happening with, uh, with the revelations, you know, the, Mm -hmm. the horrible things that have always happened with, with the cops and how now with everybody having phones, there's a new video every week of, of the police Treat somebody. Yeah, and it seems disproportionate uh, from a racial perspective. Yeah, and as a middle-aged white lady, I wanted to talk to Dwayne Perkins about it and <laughs> let him know that I've got his back. Uh huh. And Dwayne Perkins wanted to let me know that racism is not his dorkdom. <laughs> so, but he was very very polite. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I have to about the Dork Forest is when I realized, wow, oh, I'm still talking. <laughs> this, is not, this is not what I invited
0: these people on. Well, and, and that's what I really enjoy about the podcast itself is that, I mean, for those who don't know what the Dork Forest is, can uh, do you, you want to explain it to them?
2: Yeah, it's essentially someone comes on, and there are a lot of podcasts since 2006 when I started the show <laughs> uh, that... That do kind of the same thing, and mm-hmm. so they, you, the premise might sound familiar. Where you get a guest on, and they talk about something that they dork out about. In in, in my term, terminology, mm-hmm. something they love a lot, something that they have some information about. Sometimes a lot of information. Some just sometimes just a lot of enthusiasm. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and it can be anything. It could be trains. It can be baseball. It can be video games and movies and science fiction and art. I have an episode coming up, a live episode, with this uh, steampunk author named Gail Carragher. Mm-hmm. And um, she, her dorkdom, she writes uh, young adult steampunk novels, The Parasol Protectorate.
0: Oh, it's and nice.
2: Espionage Etiquette. And the that, those are awesome titles. <laughs> yeah, and it's essentially it's, it's people wearing goggles and but carrying parasols and solving crime. Like you and do. so, they're <laughs> adorable. And they're very fun. <laughs> and, but her dorkdom is actually Victorian-era foods.
0: Ooh, that's really specific.
2: Right, so it could be... So, genuinely, you could come on The Dork Forest and talk about whatever. Like, an upcoming episode I just edited is with this woman named Shay Amanda, who loves The X-Files. Nice. A lot. And then, like, next... This week's episode is with... Dork Luminary, Will
0: Wheaton. Yeah, I listened to it today while I was at work. It was awesome. <laughs>
2: it was great. He talked about beer and board he, games. Yeah. Right. Like, the, uh, yeah,
0: the, the beer stuff, especially, like, when he starts really getting into it, like, I, I love hearing that, you know, that kind of, like, that sound of a person's voice when they're really into something. Yes. Yeah, it's it's just this really great, because you're like, I'm enthusiastic more so, like, I might not even care about the subject matter, but the fact that they're excited yeah. about it makes me like, oh, oh that sounds interesting.
2: Ex- exactly. I mean, and that's, that's happened. More, I mean, there are, I don't know, uh, 600 episodes of the, of the show. Mm-hmm. And some of the, the best two or 300 of them are that. Yeah, you know, I, I followed a guy around his giant model train set mm-hmm. where he explained the model train and when it was done and I got and I got the file I realized he never turned the trains on <laughs> so it was an hour of him explaining about model trains and how great they are and about this particular model train and he never turned the damn trains on just
0: <laughs> like the one thing you were supposed to do
2: or that you would have expected him to want to do mhm
0: Nope, let's Go talk about then. let's talk about the caboose for uh, about 20 minutes. and it's,
2: yeah, it's like we could talk about like where you got these tiny trees and, mm-hmm. you know where, it's all this great like minutia. And then um yeah, like next week's episode is Ryan Stout talking about Ryan Stout. stout uh, did a traffic court episode a couple of years ago. okay. where he took on the LA traffic court <laughs> and by the way, one, Because uh, he is a com- comedian and has a lot of free time.
0: Of course. <laughs>
2: and so it helped out that he had that free time. But he's also, Brian Stout is, like many of us, he is a guy that does not want to be bossed. <laughs> he does not want to be told what to do. And so next week we talk about comedy and about how he spent a month, every day in June he would wake up, he would Google the word comedy.
1: Mm hmm.
0: making a joke oh my god
2: and he said you know i thought it might be two or three a day he said it was often in excess of 30 a day
0: 30 people got in trouble for a joke every day
2: making some joke and sometimes it was comedians and sometimes it was just people walking around Mm -hmm. and and then it led to this conversation about what things can be joked about and what things cannot be joked about and uh ryan stout and myself neither of us wish to be told Oh, what can be joked about? What cannot be joked
0: about? That so. that definitely seems like a con- like uh. I mean, I follow a, a fair amount of comedians on Twitter and everything because it's it's just in, uh, a fast way to get you know a hold of, of people or find out yeah. when you guys are performing and everything, which is great. Uh, but yeah, like because uh, I follow uh, Anthony Jeselnik and yeah. and I know that after any and it's unfortunate that we've had a fair share of tragedies in the last few months and everything. Yeah. Sure. But. There's always this like everyone's like almost waiting for him to say something at this point. Yeah, and it's, I think didn't didn't his new special didn't he talk about how the
2: reason he does the jokes immediately is because if you've had a tragedy, you're not reading Twitter. Yeah, I think something like <laughs> Wasn't that. Wasn't that his crack?
0: <laughs> and you're like,
2: I mean, there's things that I don't choose to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Like I, I
2: don't choose. <laughs> no, I don't choose to make those jokes, and I don't choose to look for those jokes, uh-huh. and so guess what that does for me? Any number of things. And it turns out I'm just fine. But other people like them. They, they find it an excellent coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's fine by, I mean, I don't, I'm not the boss of you either. Yeah, it, it up. It,
0: it's a it's a strange thing, especially because, like, if you're following a guy like Anthony Jeselnik and you understand what his comedy is, and if you get offended by that, it's like, well, w- what are you doing then? I mean, right. that's if his job. Super, yeah, you're not, <laughs>
2: <laughs> though, is you know you know I, there are some people actually you know somebody I was talking to somebody and they said that they like to listen to Rush mm-hmm.
0: Limbo. Rush, Lim- okay, I thought you meant Rush Lim- <laughs> the band. Like, oh, good Limbo's in there. <laughs> yeah,
2: Rush Limbo, because it
0: makes them mad. Ah, yes. and I was
2: like, you got to listen to Rush Limbaugh to get mad. Uh, I don't want to be mad, uh, so I am not going to listen to any of them, because I, I actually like my news much like in the Pioneer days, mm-hmm. which is two weeks late with a lot of analysis.
0: Do you also want someone to read it to you from a, a, a porch? And <laughs> <laughs>
2: kind of. Yeah. I kind of want I want to get the news two weeks after I could have done anything about it. There we go. Because, uh, in the most, for the most part, I can't do anything about it anyway. Mm-hmm. So I might as well hear about it two weeks from now when it's over.
0: And then you can just go, oh, okay, all right. Uh, other than that, I watch, uh, I don't actually. I was going to say that I, I watch the weather, but I don't watch the weather. I just look outside. <laughs> my, uh, uh, my grandfather, so he, um, I, I didn't learn this until I started, until I went to college that he was a fairly conservative fellow. Um, because I'm, i That's his I'm...
2: grandfather? Because he was.
0: Well, he's my grandfather, but apparently my other grandfather, my father's father, is is a bit more liberal. Which I don't talk to him a lot, so it was kind of weird because the grandfather I'm closest to is the more conservative one, whereas I'm the flaming liberal of my family. Like, <laughs> right, right. Um, so before I went to college, him and my grandmother he would he would watch um Bill O'Reilly. He he watched, sure. yeah. And I, I, mean, I would go over to my grandparents' house a lot and sit and kind of watch with him because I was waiting for Jeopardy to to come on and everything. Of course. <laughs> so we're watching it. And before I went to college, I was like, "All right, fine, whatever. I don't, I don't really care." I come back from college every once in a while and would stop by and we'd be watching it. And I just get red in the face and I'm yelling at the television like, "That's not how it works, Bill!" And <laughs> that is actually not a fact. You're just saying things. And- Exactly. Yeah. But my grandfather, instead now of really watching the show because he agrees, would put it on just to watch me get angry. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I became his entertainment. <laughs> and a father, and they all are button pushers in
1: various degrees. Some of them are liberal, some of them are conservative, mm-hmm. but all of them are fucking button pushers. <laughs> it's like, like, like this will make Jackie and, and angry. stand-up, so I hang out with a
2: thousand other guys who think it's
0: hilarious. Mm-hmm.
1: And you're like, dudes.
0: Nobody needs to. We don't need to do this. Do you, Do you feel like, like as a as a woman in comedy, that you have developed like a, a a thicker skin about a lot of things? Like you had to, basically.
2: As the youngest of six, I developed it before I started. Dating. Oh, there we go. <laughs> like, not, you were prepped. I was more than prepped. <laughs> and and just at this point, I just don't. I only hang out with people I like. Okay. It's
0: um, a good philosophy. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and everybody else is just sort of a work friend mm-hmm. and I don't need to I don't need to you know if you want to have some sort of I'm not I'm, for about 10 years I've been like if you want there to be drama you get to have it away from me
1: because mm-hmm.
2: I don't <laughs> want it. I can't it makes my make I, I get this thing I told my husband I was like uh, sometimes when it gets kind of weird on social situations I'll be like Hey, my Asperger's hump is acting up. We gotta go. We gotta go. Because that is exactly what is happening. Yeah.
0: And I don't want any part of it. There's, there's always, yeah, that moment where you kind of want that, you need that out for yourself. Like, you try to create a situation where you'll have an out, or you just find one.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's weird that I can hang out with, and I suppose this is, I mean, I don't know. Uh, have you had relationships? Are you in...
0: Uh, I'm not currently in one, but I've had them, yes.
2: <laughs> yes? Well, congratulations. Yes, no, thank and, uh, you. And, <laughs> this is my first relationship, so I don't know a lot about it, but I know, because it is weird to me, I was thinking about how, like, with my friends, I can pretty much, about 45 minutes of one-on-one, uh, and it used to be a half hour. Mm-hmm. I mean, 45 minutes to an hour, I'm kind of done. <laughs> I mean, let's have lunch, let's have coffee, let's hang out, mm-hmm. but if we're just having coffee or having dinner, an hour is all I've got in me, and that's <laughs> if you're a good friend of mine, but for some reason, my husband, I can hang out with him all day, and I can hang out with him for weeks on, and clearly years on end, mm, yes. but I think it's because we're not talking a lot, I mean, uh-huh. we, we, we're good with, like, we talk, we chat, but there's still
0: plenty of solo, like, I'm going to go read a book. Uh, yeah, the- he's going to go down a rabbit hole in YouTube. You guys do your own thing that's separate from one another, yet you're still kind of in the same room sort of thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, our computers are, are uh, back-to-back. Okay. And then the TV is to the left. And
2: the TV, the damn TV is never on, which is a disappointment to me, <laughs> <put>,
1: honestly.
2: <laughs> I wish it were on more, but uh, he has a hard time working with it on. So yeah,
0: I'm 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 very much a TV on in the background kind of person. Like my yeah, uh I've always got yeah, like chopped on. Like <laughs> Food Network is like my go-to. Like I've seen this episode of chopped like 500 times at this point, so which makes it
2: perfect. It's sort of like background music at that point. Definitely,
0: yeah. Like um yeah, no, I I wish I had gotten to a point in a relationship with someone where it was you could just sit there and be like, "Yeah, I'm not talking to you right now." That doesn't mean I'm not interested in you, but I'm doing my own thing. Like, right. that, and that would you be great. talk to me if you have something to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but
2: if you don't have anything to say, do whatever you were going to do. Yeah, like. And so that's what that's what we do. And then, <laughs> um, and I suppose, like when we go out to lunch, and like when I go out with him to, to dinner or lunch, what do we do then? I do tend to, it's sad because when I'm with with a friend or if I'm with somebody else, I won't pick up my phone.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: But when I'm with my husband, I will pick up my
0: phone. You're around each other all the time, it's fine. (laughs) I
2: know, that's what, and I don't, actually, when I think about that now, I'm like, that may not be... That is not treating him with the courtesy <laughs> that I may want to think about doing. It's like
0: something to bring up when you're on the computer and you're like, okay, I'm ready to talk about something now. He's like, what?
2: Most unorthodox. It's like, well, and if uh, we both have headphones, mm-hmm. and if, if one of us goes into the headphone world, uh, he says, I'm going under, and then it means he doesn't want to talk, that he's going to, he's going to watch something or listen to something and mm-hmm. head down, head down in it.
0: So. Well, you you basically have the ideal relationship that I would like in someone, because I've gotten a lot of clingy guys who are like, what are you thinking right now? I'm like, I'm not thinking anything. I'm, I'm thinking, why are you doing this? And why are you ruining everything? So. Yeah, uh, that
2: whole thinking thing. In the 90s, there was a lot of guys, a lot of comics, who used to do a joke about how women are always asking us what we're thinking about. We're not thinking about anything. We might be thinking about... And then they would always. It would sometimes be very, very dumb. They would be like, uh-huh. "We're always just thinking about beer and remotes." <laughs> like, stop. Yeah, I had. So a... I never asked Andy when I was dating with him. I never asked him what he was thinking about because I assumed it was a dumb thing to ask.
0: <laughs> I had and
2: a. He, and he would tell me if he had something
0: to say. Yeah, see, I had a I had a friend uh, who I told her like I've never asked a guy that question. I've, i and she's like, really? I'm Like, yeah, because I've never cared enough. And I assume that if he feels it's important, he will tell me at some point. I want to I know what he's thinking about if he wants to tell me what he's thinking about. Yeah. It's like, otherwise, uh. I'm just peppering him with questions that are just going to annoy him and annoy me that I'm annoying him. <laughs> like... yes. But she, yeah, she was kind of shocked that I was just either not interested or just didn't care or whatever. It's like. Guess what? Sometimes I don't care about other people being in the room with me. <laughs> well,
2: it's, and it's weird because then he, one time we were driving and he asked me, like three years, we're three years into it, mm-hmm. and he, we're in the car and he goes, what are you thinking about? <laughs> and I said, comedy, what are you thinking about? And he said, games. And it was the last time we had that conversation. <laughs> You're
1: like, well, this and isn't going to change.
2: All he is thinking about and that's all I am thinking about, so I don't understand why, why we would have, have to have <laughs> a
0: conversation again. <laughs> Yeah, you definitely, you have this really great bit about, um, you know, like, telling women to marry a gamer.
2: <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, that, um, yeah, because he's a game designer, and, oh my god, I'm working on this other bit about how everything, for him, he processes everything as a game. hmm Everything has game mechanics, everything can be fixed or broken or, ad- you know, addressed as a game. Yeah. like i'm gonna be late the ui here is broken and the ui is the user interface okay and he is at the grocery store
1: so uh,
2: (laughs) clearly he's having some trouble with the line that he's chosen
1: to stand in Mm and uh, (laughs) you're like
2: okay that's cool and you know he's got you know jury the the my favorite one that not a lot of people think it's funny, but I think it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Is uh, I got a text from him from jury duty, and it said, "This game is broken." <laughs> I was like, "It's a good one." That's a good one. <laughs> he said, "The way they pick people, it's just—it's it, not—it needs a it
0: needs a game designer because it's not—it's not correct." It's like this process yeah. is flawed. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So when you're when you're actually because. You're what a year out from your your, late, your last album coming out? Is that right? I think uh... because it it was a, this will be an excellent Horcrux, right? Right.
2: I think it came out in March.
0: March. Okay, so we're
2: 2014. Okay. We're in 2015,
0: so year and a half. I year know. and a half. Well, uh, well yeah, because we're almost in 2016. There so. we go. All right, let's, now that we've discussed, you know, we figured out the. You gotta do the math. Gotta do the timeline. <laughs> I studied history, so I wouldn't have to do math, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to remember some dates, and even then, you can just put the circa in front of it, and everyone's like, "Yeah, sure, fine, whatever." Um, like, very good trick for any ancient historians out there. Just put circa; you know, it gives you like a ten-year buffer. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, so, uh, once you've you've done an album and a special and everything, or you've gotten that hour out, like, what is your process then afterwards? Are you working on a new hour, or are you just trying to like go like bit by bit here? <laughs>
2: Well, it's weird because that's my third, three and a half albums is what I have out. Mm-hmm. And um, I've never, you know, like some people, some people have a plan, right? They're like, I'm going to do this hour and then I'm going to produce it. And then I'm never going to do these jokes again. And I'm like, I'm going to do those jokes again. Those <laughs> are good jokes. Uh, those are perfectly good jokes. Nobody knows who the hell I am. Mm-hmm. and uh, And I still like many of those jokes. The ones I don't like. I won't do. Or the ones that seem dated. Yeah. Like it, on the Horcrux album, I think. Yeah, I think there's like a 15, 20-minute chunk about going to Iraq uh. and Afghanistan. And um, those are both, you know, the album came out in 20, March of 2014. It was recorded in Christmas of 2013. Oh, okay. And uh, I went to, I was supposed to go to Afghanistan, I think, in 2011. 2012. Mm-hmm. So it's been, you know, three or four years since I did the thing. Granted, it sometimes it takes, like I I have a new joke about what I got for Christmas last year.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's a, it's a it's a joke that's probably six months old. That and, and the way I write jokes is I write very long jokes and then I work on them mm-hmm. until they are very short. They are much shorter, but still pretty long. I'll write a six, eight minute bit. And then a year later, or six months later, it'll be a three minute bit. Mm -hmm. And there will be more punchlines, hopefully, and tighter and funnier. Yeah. But the way I tend to do it is I just tend to, I do the jokes I still like to do. Mm -hmm. And then I work on the new chunk. And so I'm, let's see, it's been a year and a half been almost I, I guess almost two years mm-hmm. since i recorded i have probably a new half an hour okay Fort, 40 minutes that will in about six months be a half an hour okay <laughs> because i think there's got to be 10 minutes of chaff in there and uh, and i'll do and, and in the next six months i'll also write another 20 minutes that is really 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So when I have another, a new 45 minutes, when I have a new 45 minutes is when I usually do a new album. Okay. And my albums, I think, and this is, this has not been hard and fast because I think I did an album in 2000, 2000, and then one in 2003 or 2002 and then one in 2005. Yeah. Then I didn't do the next one until 2010. Mm. And then this one was 2013 or 14. So, I, I like a three-year rotation with, with albums.
0: You're, you're kind of like a Star Wars uh, movie. Like, every three years, we kind of bring you out. And... Yeah. <laughs> I,
2: I mean, I, it takes me... I think it takes me three years for me to like the material enough. Other people... Like, Doug Stanhope, I think, puts out a, an album every year,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and Mike Kaplan puts out, like, three or four a year.
0: Mike Kaplan uh, <laughs> just doesn't know when to stop. A <laughs> lot.
2: I bet you sound exchange money is amazing. <laughs> uh, so is radio play. So, Isn't it? Because
0: you, you had a recent episode, I think, with Brian Regan as well. Like, doesn't... He doesn't... Yeah. Does he do an hour every year, or was it, like, every couple of years that he's...
2: You know, I don't know. I've only, I just started working with him, um, but it was weird. I worked with him New Year's Eve of 2014, and then I worked with him three months later, and he had like 15 new
1: minutes.
2: (laughs) And I was like, dude, you're amazing. How?
1: You you think some of that's pretty good, right?
2: And it's weird because he works on new material in front of 1,200 people, Mm because that's his smallest audience now. Oh, Lord. (laughs) And I work on new material in front of 200 people. And then in LA, in front of two people, uh, but the it's it's just it's what you're used to and and where you where you get the stage time, right? I mean, he doesn't. Brian's on the road all the time, and he doesn't have time to go to open mics and, and you know I, he's also, I believe, trying to raise his children.
0: Mm-hmm. As <laughs> so as one the, must do at times. <laughs> admirable, admirable. <laughs> like, of course. Uh yeah cuz the uh the stand up like community is just so interesting to me cuz I'm not a stand up comedian but just I-, I think it's in the same way like my father used to watch um who's line with me and it's like that you don't want to say this to people but you're like how do you do that oh my god it's like do you just like pull it out of the air and
2: <laughs> like... yeah cuz it looks kind of magical a little bit or uh, kind of everything does i mean if you think about if you watch anybody do something that they've been doing for a long time and have have worked on, Mm -hmm. you, you do, you do have this sense that you want to ask them how they do it. You want to ask them how they started. You want to ask if they've got advice. You want to ask the same five questions that everybody asks them. Yeah. (laughs) And... Sometimes that, that's okay because the person has five pat answers, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really give you any insight into, I mean, because when people, whenever anybody asks me, you know, how do I get into stand up comedy?
1: Mm-hmm. The
2: only answer is to do it,
1: yeah. right?
2: It's like, I've always, and I've said this before, I uh, have very few secrets <laughs> because I've had so many podcasts, but uh, the, uh, I've always wanted to have written a novel.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't want to write a novel it's a lot of work Yeah. I want to have written a novel and <laughs> nobody nobody wants any part of that and, <laughs> but if you ask a novelist how you write a novel they'll say well you have to write it
0: mm, God,
2: every this... day you write something and then eventually if there's a novel inside of you
0: you write a novel this, this circular logic that you're throwing at me here Jackie just doesn't make any sense
2: <laughs> Mind. really it's like boom like. yeah and, but it's i mean there's no and there's there's no i was gonna say there's no shortcut but there are people that are you know like i'll all meet people that i'm like oh you have gotten much further than me in a shorter amount of time so i guess there are to some extent shortcuts <laughs> but i think it's it's some of it's nature and some of it's nurture, you know I mean, mm-hmm. some people have the, the some advantages of birth and cronyism uh-huh. and other people have some advantages of extraordinary talent
1: mm-hmm.
2: and then there's other people that have been working very hard for a long time
1: mm-hmm.
2: and, um, mm-hmm. and that pays off too so whether or not it all, you know, whether or not you get the golden the brass ring at the end of it all, right mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter especially with stuff like stand up and writing the great american novel just because the the process should be something you should be interested
0: in yeah my uh i I always joke with my mother that i i tell her like when um because my my day job is an archivist so uh i will i'll just say like well you know if this archivist thing don't work out i'll just write the great american novel right and she's like yeah Yeah. you can do that
2: (laughs) yeah well you gotta i mean the thing is is Instead of that, I have a podcast. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> so it's not stand-up, it's not acting. Like in LA when you meet people, you'll meet people who are like, I'm an actor, I'm an actor, and you'll meet comics who say, I wanna act, I wanna act.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I've met actors who are real actors because they do the thing that real comics do, which is they find a place to act. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh they they do uh student films they do plays they they get a troupe of their own together mhm they want to play imagination they want to play cops and robbers cowboys and indians and they they make it happen mhm and so that's you know that's that's the only way to make anything happen anyway
0: <laughs> no i just assume you're all wizards and just move on with my life so... <laughs> They're wizards. <laughs> it's like, everyone's a wizard when they do something I can't. Uh, so true. <laughs> so true. Uh, have you, so with the podcast, have you found that it's expanded your audience, like, uh, at all? Or, or does it feel like it's it's kind of, you're, you're working from the same position most of the time? No, I think
2: um, they are different people, the people who listen to the podcast that, that go to see stand-up comedy. And sometimes there's overlap. Like, I'll get people who come out. To see the show, who have listened to the podcast that never would go to stand up previously, mm-hmm. but have come to see this show. You know, I did a live stand up show in San Francisco at the back end of a. Um, like, I did a live podcast and then I did a stand up show. Mm-hmm. And um, the 20 people that came to the live podcast stayed for the stand up show. Oh, cool. And yeah, and I had booked The Woman Who Opened for me, and then there were two other comics, um, pretty young, young guys, and they were, they, they weren't bad, but they weren't great, and I had not picked them, so I was worried, you know, what my podcast, what the Rangers of the Dork Forest would think of their stand-up, because their stand-up was, was not particularly nerdy, it wasn't particularly, you know, it had not been curated Okay. So <laughs> And so um, they were very polite, but they weren't particularly—they they weren't psyched about it. They were just like, mm. "Oh, okay, these are new comics. I get it." Okay. Get what's happening. <laughs> and uh, so, so I, I get some people who come from the podcasting world, and I—and then I get—and I have a pretty good listenership, but it doesn't. Like, I don't know. I mean, I think some people are just better at marketing than I am, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Benson and and Chris Hardwick fill rooms you know they fill theaters and and from podcasting
0: from
2: from they've taken small empires
0: and made larger ones Yes, the the nerdist empire I think is eclipsing many things at this point it's kind of ridiculous and amazing at the same time yeah
2: it's pretty amazing (laughs) my husband went to college with him oh he did they were at college together that's cool. At UCLA, yeah. As was I guess. Will Wheaton was uh, his roommate for
0: a while. Yeah, uh, yeah. When I was listening to uh, to the podcast today, with to your podcast, and because uh, I, I just not only just having you, but also Will Wheaton at the same time, was like, well, I can't lose with this one. Um, yeah, that's a good episode. It really it's is. A pretty great episode. Well, I and I always enjoy the because Greg Proops has been on a few times. Because yeah. I have his uh, smartest book in the world and everything, and uh, I've you listen to that movie one? I, I yeah, I do. It's uh, short and kind of fascinating. Yeah, like because some of those uh, there were a few movies on the watch quite a lot of movies sometimes where that I haven't seen, but yeah. I'll still listen to what he says about them and be like, man, that sounds like an interesting movie to go watch. <laughs> right. I watched Point
2: Blank, uh, Point Break, because of that.
0: Oh, uh, nice. <laughs>
2: And I was like, "Well, this doesn't end right. This isn't. This is not what I was looking for." Enough. But it was good. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. Weird. Every once in a while, uh, he, like when he he uh, you know tweets something, or whatever. Like he he, I think he was wishing um, Doris Day a happy birthday one time. It was like, I don't know. And I was like, I love her in Calamity J. And He's like, Me too. And I was like, Oh my god. Talk <laughs> to you. Like, I mean, that's what, I mean, that's what I love about Twitter, but it's also one of the things that I love about being able to listen to these podcasts is that it's kind of diving into, uh, you know, the, your guys's world, like your particular worlds and like what you find interesting. And then there's that weird connection that I will experience, but not necessarily you because you don't know me. (laughs) Right. Well, and that's the weird that's, that is a weird thing.
2: Is somebody started after the podcast? Somebody started the Wikipedia page on me. Oh, really? With and then I, I was like, my brother said, "Did you know that you have a Wikipedia page?" And I said, "I did not." <laughs> uh, and he was like, "Yeah, it's got all of our names on it." Oh wow! And it has a lot of relatively not personal information, but it like it's the name of my stepmother
0: and. Oh okay.
2: <laughs> like, Okay, uh, clearly, podcasting.
0: I have been letting a lot of information out,
2: uh, on the hundreds of episodes of the Torch
0: Forest. Well, and, and it, it in some ways it does make sense because when you have like six hundred episodes logged in, and you're talking to a fair amount of people that you know personally. Uh, right. the, the stories come out. Exactly. Like, you're comfortable with them because they're your friends, and you're actually getting into, like, a, a real conversation to to a certain degree. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so, yeah, that's going to happen. Like, you're just going to let some stuff slip and be like, well, I'm too lazy now, to edit how, that out. How everyone
1: knows that. Yeah,
2: exactly. And, uh, <laughs> the only weird thing is that sometimes um, there's this crazy lady... Oh. This woman who is she crazy or does she just not like me? Oh, no. And uh, whatever, but there's this woman who doesn't like me. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the fans of the Dark Forest, he he said, I can't donate to the Dark Forest, but I I cleaned up a bunch of YouTube videos because YouTube videos that are not yours have these weird comments from a, like 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 vicious like slandery comments from a variety of different accounts. And he said, "You know, I'm an IT guy, so I traced it back to the same IP address."
0: Oh, Lord! And I
2: was like, "Oh, I know who that is." There's this weird, there's this weird lady who doesn't like me here in Los Angeles, and um, that <laughs>
0: have you met her yeah, personally?
2: I guess. <laughs> and but here's the but here's the sad part: is
0: she changes the picture on my Wikipedia page? Oh no! To a very bad picture of me, and
2: here's the here's the sad truth: it's an actual picture of me. Okay. So it just isn't a good picture. It's a terrible picture of me. Which <laughs> oh. exists in life. People take bad pictures. Yeah. Not every picture of me is going to be great. Many pictures are mediocre. She <laughs> so picked one that was not a great picture of me. My, my so sister. I, the last time I noticed it, and I never, I don't go to it, but um, yeah. the last time I noticed that she had changed it, I went on Twitter and I was like, who knows how to change pictures? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Please somebody put my headshot back up. Again. <laughs> no, my, my sister did this to me. We were we were last weekend in uh, Disneyland for Halloween. What? Yeah, it was amazing because I I'm a huge Disney fan. But they also changed the um the Haunted Mansion to the Nightmare Before Christmas, basically. Right. And it's, right. And uh, that's like my favorite holiday movie of all time. Could be a favorite movie of all time kind of thing. I could dork out about that like to a ridiculous degree. Um, but. Uh, so we were taking pictures in one of the shops and we were trying on all the mouse hats and ears and everything. And, uh, every time I took a picture of her, she would look at it. And, and I think my sister is actually quite gorgeous and everything, but she was like, no, I hate the lighting. she's taking my phone and deleting the pictures. I'm like, ah, like, come back here. That's my phone. <laughs>
2: right. How will I have these memories? Yeah.
0: All this blackmail to use, <laughs> like as family does to one another. Uh, but no, I there. I did this. I did a, a an interview with them. Um, I don't know if you. Do you know who Grace Randolph is? No. What's uh, that? So she she does these like little uh you know uh she has a YouTube channel called like Beyond the Trailer and she she did a lot of stuff about like comic books and everything. And she actually wrote the, the comic book Superbia. I don't know if you ever read that. Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. She wrote it for I think it was Boom. I think it was boom. Okay. Yeah. And so it's about, like, Real Housewives meet superheroes kind of thing. Okay. Uh, so I went on her show that was talking about comic books and we were talking about Lois Lane, like, the history of Lois Lane. And uh, there was, like, this one woman who, after the video came out, was, like, vehemently against anything we said that wasn't positive towards the live-action actors in, like, Smallville and uh, that we didn't acknowledge the old... Um, uh, uh, was it, uh, oh, shoot, The Adventures of Superman, the old 50s show, like, we didn't acknowledge the two actresses who played her. Like, really, like, into Lois Lane to a degree, we're like, whoa, I can only know so much about one thing. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I tried my hardest, I looked up a lot of stuff, I knew certain things. <laughs> like, right. like, God, I can, I can only say so much about Cyclops to a degree, too, but it's just like, God... Right. Nice work. Yeah, there's just there's no like pleasing a person sometimes.
2: Yeah. When so
0: be it. Yeah. What are you
2: gonna do? <laughs> but... I just I try not to put too much energy into it because it tends to just. I mean, if I start, if I if I get mad,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I'm just uh, then it's then I've I've really I've thrown away any option that I might just be able to just not care. Like,
0: I stop being a rational person when I'm angry, and I, I'm not a big fan of it. So. Yeah. Yeah, and it
2: just it, it 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 frees up so much of my time if I can not care.
1: Yeah, isn't it? About
2: someone who doesn't, who genuinely doesn't affect my life, or if who wants to affect my life, but only in a negative way, you know, I, I can't.
0: It's just too much. It's too much. Yeah, it's, I don't have time. it's too much energy and everything to put into that. To um, yeah, yeah, But uh, so one of the things that I really enjoy is when when you do go on comedy film nerds. Uh, yeah. And you talk, because you're a big, like, fantasy movie person, you you wrote the chapter in their book, right? Yep. That and the musicals. And the music. Oh, okay, good. Because uh, what I love is, like, you, you tend to come on when a Marvel movie comes out. Yes. Or if it's a <laughs> Hobbit good, movie nice. that Graham Elwood hates. <laughs>
2: steady work. Steady work. I didn't come on for Ant-Man, though. I don't think I did. I think they had
0: someone else for Ant-Man. Oh, well, boo on them. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I did want, because you're a big, you're a comic book person as well, and uh, uh, so I was wondering, like, what are you, what are you reading currently? What's, uh, what's on Jackie Cation's poll list for the most part? Okay.
2: Uh, <laughs> let me go grab a stack. And, because um, what, what, what I have is I just interviewed a guy uh, who wrote a series called the Danger Club okay yeah and that was that was an image title that was great but there's so many oh i meant to do that okay as i walk into another room and go well oh, there's a stack of tasks that i have not achieved uh okay so astro city Kurt busiak oh nice yeah that, that's mm-hmm. uh vertigo which is a dc off. yeah and then uh fables just ended and i read that that's a vertigo title
0: uh, yeah, I have friends who are just trying to push that on me for the longest time. I'm like I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. <laughs> well, and
2: it's done now, so you'll have the rest of your life out of you. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, powers is always
0: good. Love uh, powers. It's my
2: favorite Bendis
0: thing. Have you watched the the series?
2: No, is that up yet?
0: Well, it's it's on like oh, the it's on PlayStation. yeah, it's on PlayStation, which I I don't have I, that, I, so I have, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't
2: know how you uh, can watch it. Shield. I'm reading the, the Shield title, which is uh, Howard the Duck crossover. Nice. Weeks ago. The Goon. <laughs> Um, there's a brand, There's a new Brian K. Vaughn series that I like. Um, it's pretty dark, but his stuff is is always dark. But uh, true. Sometimes not quite this dark. It's called "We Stand on Guard." Oh it's yeah, about a U.S. Uh, invasion of Canada for their water. <laughs> that that and, makes and, sense. Uh, that's 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 early days. Um, Hellboy, of course. Mm-hmm. There's a new Warren Ellis title out
0: called Injection. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which is pretty amazing. Uh,
2: uh, Howard the Duck, again? <laughs>
0: That's
2: uh, Howard the Human. It uh, was a crossover. <laughs> oh, the,
0: yeah, didn't, like, uh, Chip Zdarsky, like, did the... Did he write that, or was it someone else wrote it? Because I think Jim uh-huh. M- M- Jim Mafu did the art on it. Scotty Young. Scotty Young. Okay, there we yeah. go. <laughs> and, uh, and the art was uh, Jim... Moffitt. Yeah, Moffitt. Jim yeah, he's he's awesome. I, I talked to him on this podcast too and uh, Oh,
2: that's beautiful.
0: Yeah, he's uh, an amazing artist. And a thousand,
2: you know, Marvel titles like Captain Marvel and Ms. Marvel and mm. Runaways and Sixteen O two and Weird World and nice. Spider Man. I'm doing a lot of Spider Man. Are you reading? They're not like us. Another image title. I haven't
0: been reading. They're not like us. I've had to kind of curb uh, the 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 choices lately, just because of finances and and whatnot. But uh, yeah, hundreds and hundreds of dollars later, right? Uh, none of us can do this. It's <laughs> uh, uh, like my bank Atomic account is Robo going. Was pretty neat. Which the one? IDW. Which one? Sorry. Atomic uh, Robo. Oh yeah, yeah. I like Atomic Robo. Yeah, and Rat Queens, of course. Oh, I yeah. love Rat Queens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Bitch Planet, you doing Bitch Planet? Oh, I have a tattoo that's a mashup of Pretty Deadly and uh, Bitch Planet, both uh, uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick titles, so... What did you, was a non-compliant tattoo? Yeah, I have non-compliant, and then she, I don't know if you've ever read Pretty Deadly, but that's her weird western. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I actually wrote this really long essay about Pretty Deadly that got her attention, and uh, then we did a panel on it at Rose City Comic Con two years ago. Awesome. yeah and then uh, I recently talked to her actually right before uh, was it right before Geek Girl con which happens here in Seattle right yeah so and then after Geek Girl yeah, Con so you know her pretty well I do actually like I've had some conversations and um, yeah I got this mashup tattoo recently that's basically kind of taking the um, the western motif and then it's like attend the song of the non-compliant and how they came they come to be so yeah
2: oh, cool yeah. So, uh, Lumberjanes.
0: Love Lumberjanes.
2: S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, the Star Wars titles, uh, I finished Princess Leia, of course. Uh, I'm reading Lando and Darth Vader. Okay. Uh, there's a new Doctor
0: Strange. Yeah, that looked uh, really interesting, because he's, like, wielding a huge axe, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty great, actually. It's, it's so hard, you know, and it's Aaron. What's his face, Aaron? Jason Aaron? Jason, yeah. Yeah. Um, I... I get the trades
2: of the Brian Azzarello Wonder Woman.
0: Oh, I love his run on Wonder Woman.
2: Yeah, uh, and Gotham Academy is the only DC
0: title I think we're reading. Though I was doing some Secret Six. Mm-hmm. Gail Simone, good stuff. In, I haven't seen that
2: in a while, so yeah. It's... But that's that's a, oh, and then here's another. The stack I haven't read: Ape Sapien, ERD, <laughs> another Shield. Uh, <laughs> so many shields. I mean, there's so much stuff. Yeah.
0: Just, you
2: know, because like all, all,
0: all Baker, all the time. Mm-hmm. Velvet. Are you reading Velvet? I haven't read Velvet yet. you got to
2: read Velvet. i got to read Velvet. It's, 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 it's James Bond, but it's a woman, and she's awesome. Velvet. <laughs> okay.
0: Fucking, velvet get on it oh my god it's so good i'm always yeah i'm always looking for I, I, i'm always looking for new titles but then like new stuff comes up or old stuff like i'm i, I i'm religiously of collections of, of velvet oh so. yeah yeah so that, I, you, can, you can just do that for a while exactly yeah i have um yeah my my regular polls are usually like, like rat queens bitch planet um saga uh Oh, yeah, yeah. Saga, which saga. just makes me cry like a little baby every time he does something. It's just and like... Fade out. I don't ugh. know if you're doing fade out, which is... unchew, Chew, are you doing Chew? I've done Chew for... I, I stopped for a while. Should I get back onto it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you can. If we I can. always do Daredevil and Ms. Marvel. Love Ms. Marvel. Uh, um, uh, Loki we were doing for a while. Loki? We were doing uh, Giant Days. You do Giant Days? Oh, yeah, months. yeah. No, I really liked that. That was awesome um... Have you been doing, um... Black Widow. um, Black Widow. Have you been doing Batgirl at all?
2: Uh, we tried, and then I bailed.
0: Oh, no. no. I I would... I would... I would get back on board with it. Like, have have you done it with, um... Because when they started with the New 52, I I can understand why. It's a little grimdark. But if you get on board with when they changed over to Cameron Stewart, Brendan Fletcher, and Babs Tarr... Okay. Which is, I think, around... Oh, I want to say 30, 35, something like that. Okay. Yeah, if, at least with, with their run, it becomes a much lighter book, um, much more uh, pro-feminism, much more, uh, what is it, uh, all-ages kind of stuff. It, and, it, and it just works. It, like, totally works. Oh, good. Yeah. Yep. It, and Babs tar's style of art is, like, amazing, and she can just do no wrong in my eyes. So. <laughs> so awesome.
2: Hey, I got to get ready for a show
0: tonight. Oh, yeah, sorry. But, but no, that's okay. And so thanks for having me on. Definitely. Um before you go, uh where can people find you uh online if they would like to query you Education.
2: or listen? station.com has all the links. storkforest.com, familypetancestry.com. Just <laughs> go to my website cuz it made me laugh. And, <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, so I'm on like Facebook and Twitter and and Instagram and
0: website and then the podcast is on itunes or dorkforest.com. okay and super fun excellent and uh, for anyone out there who wants to follow or find me i am at darling underscore sammy s-a-m-m-y you can go to maniacalgeek.com as well as find the podcast that girl with the curls on itunes you just gotta pick the one with the uh, uh medusa face not the other one so <laughs> but uh jackie cation thank you so much for coming on the podcast i really appreciate it Okay. Uh have fun at your show and uh bye everybody. <laughs> bye. <laughs>